Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McAmoyle, talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome to the Lead Change in Education podcast, where we have the opportunity to spend great time with district and school leaders across the country as we look about how do we show up for students each and every day. And my co-host, Mark McAmoyle, and I are extremely thrilled to bring to you all today a very talented educator who really gives her all for students each and every day. And we'd like to welcome Chris Roth to the show today. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you today? We're doing great. You know, I, I think as we as we jump in and, and get started, I've looked forward to this conversation all week um, because I've had the opportunity to talk with you and to hear your passion. And I think our listeners are going to really resonate in the conversation. And just a few minutes that we had before, I know Mark can attest and agree with that also. Um, and so I think our listeners are in for a great treat today. So Chris, tell us a little bit about your background, what you do right now in education and your experiences before we dig in. Okay. Um, if you asked me when I started in education where I thought I would land, ultimately, I, I would, it's always been a journey, always stepping through the next doors. So I've been in education um, about 22 years now. I started out as a teacher and then I spent um, 15 years in my last school district, um, which is located in Tinley Park, Illinois, which is a southwest suburb of Chicago. Um, and this is my first, my next transition and uh, is, is, is to be the superintendent of the neighboring school district, which is located with a sliver of Tinley Park, Crestwood, Midlothian, and the bulk is in Oak Forest. Um, so I've done the gamut from teaching. Um, when I was a teacher, I didn't know I was then going to be an assistant principal. Um, about 10 years as a principal, and then I went on to be curriculum director and assistant superintendent, all just growing and changing the whole time and looking for the next challenge. Chris, Chris this is Mark here. It's it's great to, to meet you and spend time with you. Thank you for sharing your time with us, and the listeners are going to get a real treat here today. Um, in our pre-meeting, I had a chance to just feed off of your energy, um, and you know, you've got a, a big challenge, a uh, uh, a new step ahead of you. Talk a little bit about the mindset that you're heading into this new role. Um, you've got a wealth of experience, but what do you do to show up in a, in a new space with staff and students and families in a community um, to bring the kind of culture that you want and you envision? You know, I thought a lot about that when I was transitioning into an, a new uh, school community. Um, and we all know superintendenting 101. You know, uh, it, 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 you could do the reading everywhere. Um, but the way that I'm approaching it is I decided just to do me. Um, in my last school district, 
I always believed in um, never asking anything from people that I wouldn't be willing to do. Um, and it sounds hokey, but leading by example. But yes, if it's standing out doing the bus line, I was doing the bus line. If it was um, doing the all school book read, doing the all school book read. It was about growing people. It's my true passion and to grow people that it's, it's by doing the work and then just making the connections and having high expectations. So as I transition into the new role, I'm just doing me. Um, I know that I want to meet every single board member and, and, and talk about what's their priorities and then how does it line with the systems and me, because it has to be a great uh, collaboration. I'm meeting with all the administrators and having grand conversations. I'm meeting uh, just yesterday with the board presidents um, and doing board retreats. I, it's just about being there, um, walking the walk, um, climbing roofs, um, just trying to get to know the system intimately because every system has such great um, work going on. And so you can't presume to know when you walk in. You have to be a lead learner and you have to be the biggest listener of all in order to try and um, transition successfully. We'll find out. I've been two weeks on the job. <laughs> that's great. Chris, I think something that's really important that you have laid as a thread through all of those experiences is the, the piece around listening and showing up right? As, as school and district leaders, we can quickly assess from the outside and even the few first days what might need to happen or what are those goals or those visions that you have. Um, because as you went through the process, you, you, see and you see yourself and where you can provide that support and help. But instead of, of jumping in and saying, okay, here's what we're going to do, you're taking the time to intentionally be present with school district leaders teachers and asking them what's their priority what does that need to look like and i think that's really important for us to be really explicit about here um, because i think that translates into every role in education you know we we quickly can make a an assumption around what we think but we need to have that evidence of that voice of all of our stakeholders in the process and so as you've looked at these last two weeks what type of learning have you seen? And, and we don't necessarily need specifics, but what have you seen in terms of how folks have handled or responded to you wanting to be present with them? You know, it's been, I think, super positive, um, which to me, um, not a touchy-feely type person, I've been overwhelmed with. Um, and, and, and I think that the real reason that they're it's my past work. Um, this is a school district that is really looking to grow student achievement. And this is a, a, a school system that is looking for a fresh start, if you will, that, um, and strong leadership. And since I'm a day filler, fun killer, let's get in, let's just do the work. Um, they're quickly recognizing that that's, I'll do anything. Let's just get this work done, but we all have to work together. Um, so when it's looking at how, you know, the, you know, like challenging them about the assessment plan for the uh, upcoming year, every single person that I'm in the room with is stepping up to the plate. And they're such talented professionals as well that it, it's turning into where, where I had to go through the five stages of grief, leave, leaving my old school district because I just loved it and we, we were a well-oiled machine to now to the new school district where it's welcoming and everyone's just like, yes, let's do this work and let's get at it. And so, I mean, so I can't ask for anything more. Yeah, 
I think that's so so interesting, and and I I work right now probably more than what our listeners want to know, but I'm working with a fitness trainer, um, and one of the things that he he and I were communicating this morning is he said, you know, in my work of, of fitness that translates over is when we grow the most when when we're when we're uncomfortable, mm. and I thought that that is such an important aha for me in that. But then as, as we think about this in, in your transition, like you made the conscientious choice to say, hey, I'm going to go and, and move into an, a new school community uh, and make myself uncomfortable and vulnerable in a, in a way um, as we grow. And I think what a really great testament um, to the work that you do as a leader. And so, you know, as, as we continue to have this conversation, I appreciate your vulnerability and saying, hey, this is new and I'm going to jump in feet first and and we're going to do this together and bring everyone to the plate. Yeah, you know, Adam, I just have to say that resonates with me because don't isn't that what we ask of students every single day? I don't want one child to leave my building without experiencing productive struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's now what I'm expecting of my adults, you know, every day. Um, you, you, my old team, and now I'm finding in my new team, I'm telling them, I said, you know, you have the right to tell me to stay in my lane, but I want to have intentional, I want to have hard conversations. I want us to fight. I want us to know that it's all just brainstorming because that's how we're going to get to a better solution and a better, if you will, product to grow these kids. Um, so that's all you can ask is let's all experience productive struggle. I expected it myself, um, leaving a district that is, like we said, the Great Gatsby down to a district that um, because it's smaller and because of the, fi- the financial situation isn't quite that of the neighboring school district, I'm going to have different challenges. And, and, that, and how do we make that change for kids because they all still want to learn, the parents want the best for their kids, just in a different setting. So let's figure out. We get to be more creative and, and, and feel more productive struggle. So that's what I'm excited about. And Chris, something for our listeners, I just have to pipe in here that something for our listeners, they didn't get a chance to hear you talk about, we're attaching different language to it now, productive struggle, but, um, you know, we're talking about how do you build relationships? You know, you're everywhere right now, you're present, you're climbing ladders, you're doing everything to, to help, right, to get in. And you said something that really resonated with me, because I think we're wired similarly as there's different ways to make relationships. And what I hear you saying right now, you're building solid relationships wherever you are leading in the work. Tell us more about that. Don't let me define it. Tell me more a little bit about what that dynamic is for our leaders that are listening. Well, okay. So now this is going to be me being very vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I've been known in my previous district as the day filler fun killer, <laughs> but I've been the consistent thread that see, I think it comes from my passion of growing people and I think it comes from my passion of, um, un- I'm not a person that seeks relationships or is touchy-feely per se, but I, in reflection and through the years, I've learned that I'm building really deep relationships through the work and people are trusting me. And, you know, right now I'm actually sitting in my old school district working with the new me, um, in my current school district, the district's closed. You know, it, it's just, it's that idea that I look at, I'm so proud of the new me and, and he's amazing and his name's Dan Callahan. Um, and I say, I, I will never let Kirby fail. I will never let him fail. And I, that's not coming from a place of being pompous. 
I truly have this burning desire that I never will let anyone that I work with fail to the best of my ability. And that's the key. I can only do the best that I know and the best that I can, but I can promise you that I'm always going to try my hardest. Much like in my new school system, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, I, I've, I've had admins that are just now coming back for the first time that have been at home remote for over a year and, and they're now experiencing struggle. So I'm in there going, okay, let me help. Let, let's clean up. I don't need an office. Take my office if you need more space or um, which is in a classroom next to the Spanish teacher. You know, let's just embed ourselves. Um, so it, it's just that idea of I not a person that the textbook um, I can sell ice to the Eskimo. I, I think I've just built relationships by being more me. Um, and it's not touchy feely. Don't I don't need to hug you, but I need to work alongside you and do anything that I can. And achieve together. I'm just so fired up by listening to you. So. Chris, what I, I love there, I'm like, my iPad is full of like these great notes um, around the <laughs> things that you're saying. I feel like I'm going to have to go back and listen and I could create like 20 quotes with your face and picture to share on social media um, because you have so many great pieces of information for our listeners. But the one that really resonates with me right now, I'm not going to let anyone fail to the best mm -hmm. of my ability. And I think wow, like if I'm, I hope every single one of your folks in Forest Park hear that statement. Um, I'm not going to let anyone fail to the best of my ability. And, and from a relational culture climate perspective, like that's how we get people to the table and, and, and feel like Mark said, fire it up, right? Like to know that my superintendent is not going to let anyone fail to the best of her ability. Um, that's where those relationships come into play. And I think you you give that information so well that it's not just about, do I know you as a person? And do I have these conversations with you? But it's that commitment that I'm not going to let you fail. And, and that's where relationships strengthen and deepen in that process. Um, and so it just really struck me that I wanted to bring that back to this conversation here. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just, you know, and I, I think, you know, what would it look like if we had school and district leaders across the country who had that belief? I mean, truly, you can tell, Chris, it's in your core. It's in your core of that belief. So here's my question. And we didn't talk about any of this before, right? So it's kind of an on the spot question. How uh -oh. do you, I know, right? How do you bring this mindset then to other folks in your district? Um, I think if you verbalize it, I think people might not believe you. I think it's by mm. just giving it time and letting them see it. Much like when my operations and management guy, when I was climbing the roof, when I had a ceiling failure on my first day of work, was at the top of the ladder and I'm in a dress set in heels saying to me, are you really coming up here to the roof? And, and as I'm climbing up the roof, up the ladder, he's saying, oh, please, please don't fall. I don't want to kill the superintendent on the first day. Please don't fall. I mean, it, it, it's, it's by showing them. I can't, I mean, I think if you just say the words, they're going to come out as, you know, the typical superintendent 101. These are the things that I need to say to get buy-in from my, commu my community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really you're not checking boxes. You bet. Yeah. I, 
I, I think that's a really great example, right? Um, uh, that you're not going to let anyone fail. And if there was an issue, I'm going to quote unquote, roll up my sleeves and be right there with you. Um, but I, I'll also say, you know, obviously words speak or actions speak louder than words. But there's very few people, educational leaders that I've heard articulate, I'm not going to let anyone fail to the best of my ability. We may feel that and believe that. Um, but for it to be explicitly said is extremely rare. Um, and I just think how fortunate your district is to have you at this time and their, their journey in education. Hey, Adam, I've got a question that I think I, I, Chris might appreciate. Chris, you're headed into a new environment, and this is kind of a synthesis of everything we talked. What are you looking forward to most? I mean, I know something's drawing you there. What are you excited <laughs> about there? Oh, okay. I guess I first have to say with, um, I do really love supporting my system. As a matter of fact, I, I realized during the transition, I experienced the five stages of grief leaving Kirby. <laughs> And then moving, I was, I'm frightened. I was like, oh my gosh, wondering, am I doing the right thing? But what drew me to that district was one, I come from that community. I grew up next door and a lot of uh, the crossover is right there. I, I drove at the age of 16 after getting my driver's license on those streets. <laughs> um, so I feel a thread of connectedness and Every time that I had a conversation during the interview process, during the, the, the 50 members out in the gym from the community um, interviewing me, if you will, for a panel interview, um, they, they kept, we kept having the same vision. They kept, you know, appreciating that I am not the typical uh, superintendent that has the, you know, like the wonderful posh answers. As you can probably hear, I am not the most eloquent orator, but um we, we wanted the same things. And, and that's true. Anytime that you have a leader, the systems have to align with the belief systems. Mm -hmm. So it just seems that at every opportunity when I was going through the process of transitioning, I would ask myself, give me a reason not to go because it's hard to leave where I'm at. And then at every opportunity, I said, oh, my gosh. And when I'm hearing the words, you can help us with student achievement. And I'm like, you know what? I can, and I will, and I'm going to give it up my all. And then it's so nice to see where my concerns were, were, am I going to align with the admin team? Am I going to appreciate the community? And every single time I have just been blown away and just enjoying going, great. I, I, we are going to make a great team. And if we're missing any parts of this team, then we're going to find people and we're going to grow them <laughs> and we are going to move on. Absolutely. Chris, I, I could literally sit here and probably talk to you for two to three hours around everything that we've talked about and really dig in. Um, but I also want to be mindful of your time and, and your balance as you transition from one district to the other. And I think, you know, again, another great testament, like you're still coming back to the district that you just left to help support that transition. Um, and I think that those actions, as you have so graciously said today, speak louder than words. Um, and it's been our pleasure to have you part of our show here today. And I know our listeners are going to absolutely resonate with this and they're going to want to know more about Chris Roth. And so if you want to connect with Chris, um, connect with her, um, Forest Ridge District 142, her district website is www.d. 142.org and you can see Chris's journey as she 
moves into this role as a superintendent um, in, a, in a great district. So Chris, thank you for being a guest today and thank you for modeling vulnerability and passion for what you do each and every day. Well, I just want to thank both of you gentlemen and, and, and Adam specifically, I want to thank you for being inspirational in, in all of the work and systems change that I was really working hard on in, in, in my last district and that I'm hoping to do in my next district. So thank you. And thank you, Mark. It was great to meet you today. Great to meet you too, Chris. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead Change in Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag LeadChangeEd to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast, as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.